Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Like sands through the hourglass, so is the religion in our lives. Hey, Mike Kapler here with Joel Brzezinski <laughs> and the Growing in Grace podcast. I love it. I love it. That's right. That's how religion runs. They think, they think, and I understand it because I've been there, but they think they're standing on a solid rock, but it's really a sandy foundation. It really is. The, 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 the sandy foundation of religion of self-righteousness, of, of trying to maintain your own salvation through works, trying to keep the law, that kind of thing. But I like how you started that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we needed some soap opera music there. I'll have to edit some in, maybe. So maybe they will have already gotten some by the time <laughs> this airs. I don't know. The, the magic of podcasting. <laughs> I'm, I'm gotten a little lazy these days, so maybe I won't add. But maybe I will. <laughs> what what's Add sad is uh you know having grown up in the i don't know what they call it the tv generation i guess back when at night people would have their tvs on in their house and th- their rooms would look blue from outside uh-huh. right mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know back in those days you know soap operas were a big thing and i can still hear the music on some of those oh, yeah. i never watched those things but they were always on the tvs it seemed like no matter where I was, so like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. I can still hear the music. Oh yeah, yep, I can hear it too. That's <laughs> somebody help me, deliver me from this, <laughs> as Paul might say. <laughs> Seems like my my mom never got into it, but my grandma did. She had to, ah. she had to be home to watch her soaps. I got to be home. She got to go watch my soaps. Speaking of which, uh, the the only soap opera. Well, I shouldn't. It was weird. Uh, it was one time I got a job where. I came home at lunchtime, and the and the timing of it was just so that this brand new soap opera was starting called The Bold and the Beautiful. I don't know if it's still on anymore or not, but at that time it was brand new, and I started watching that thing right from the beginning for maybe two months. <laughs> I don't know. And I was like, man, I'm hooked. How did I get hooked on a soap opera? You but, just triggered a, a memory of some kind. You, you remember, of course, Carmen, the, the Christian music artist? Yeah. He, he had a song called The Soap Song. Oh, yeah. I remember that You'll one. You'll have to search for that for those who haven't heard it. But it, it's kind of funny, especially for those of you who might remember the, at least the title names to the soap operas. But I, I remember one where he's, he said something like when he, he mentioned uh, bold and beautiful, he says, they're not bold. Or what did he say? I can't remember now what he said, but he said something like, they're not bold, they're not beautiful. I, I don't know. but Yeah, it, I can't remember I, either. I, I, yeah, that wasn't really one I was familiar with. Even <laughs> I don't know the music to that one. Yeah, I, but I know I remember that song, but I just don't remember the details of it. But the, and then the only other soap that I did watch was the actual the show that was called Soap. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that one? It was kind of yeah, a yeah. I never, I never watched that oh, either. Oh my goodness! It's 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 got some you know questionable stuff in it. But it was uh, at the time, so it was a kind of a mockery of soap, and it was of soap operas, and it was done in kind of a soap opera fashion, but yet as a comedy. That's where Benson came from. Remember Benson? Oh, the, a spinoff. The Butler. So Benson sp- spun off of that because Catherine Tate, who was the main one of the main characters on Soap. That was he was the butler, and her cousin was the governor, 
And so she sent him, anyway, she sent him to help the governor, for, and he ended up staying for the whole series. Because anyway. he's my butler. <laughs> Where's Sorry, that from? Seinfeld reference Seinfeld, there. okay. Yeah. I knew you had to bring hey, Seinfeld. Uh, so so this, this thing about sands through the hourglass, of course, we know that's often a reference to time. But uh, we're going to talk a little bit about sand here today. At least that's not really the the forefront of what we want to get to, but it will get brought up. Yeah. Um, Joel, I, Jesus in this, well, it's it's often referred to as the the Sermon on the Mount, so we'll we'll stick with that because it's what people know and they're familiar with. Matthew five through seven, toward the end of that so-called sermon, I mean that covers uh, quite a bit of ground. A lot of things were said, but he was coming toward the end of it in Matthew seven verse twenty three. Jesus said this. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I didn't want to start. I wanted to end more like in verse twenty three. So let's start with Matthew seven fifteen. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. So how many times, and we'll, we'll read further, but how many times have we heard the verse from somebody else out there in Christendom, social media, or whatever? You will know them by their fruits. I mean, it's almost commonplace to hear somebody quote that. You will know them by their fruits. And usually it's within the context of people will know us by our fruits. Mm. Um, but that's mm-hmm. not what Jesus is talking about here. You know, we've got to be careful about leapfrogging from one verse to the next and think that each verse is a different subject. Beware of false prophets. That's the subject here. False prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, you will know them by their fruits. So let's talk about this today here on the Growing in Grace podcast. <laughs> and, and so we got to remember that as we uh, go through this Sermon on the Mount, like you say, um, who is Jesus talking to? Uh, at the beginning, we find out that he's talking to, there have been crowds of people from all over following him. But then when he saw the crowds, it says he went away and sat down and his disciples came to him and he sat and he taught them. So he's talking to Jewish disciples here, and he's talking Jewish talk here, you know, talk about Israel and Jewish things. And so beware of false prophets. Right there he's talking about Jewish prophets who have come to them in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. So like you say, he's not talking just in general about you will know people by their fruits. Like you will know believers. He's not saying you will know believers by their fruits. That's not what he's talking about here. He's talking about people who will come as false prophets. You know, many prophets were sent, of course, to Israel, but there were many false ones as well. And inwardly, they were ravenous wolves. And he said, you will know them by their fruits. And so, again, we got to keep in mind who he's talking to, what point he's trying to make in all of this. And as we as we look at the whole, you know, Matthew 5 through 7 as, a, as one big um, talk where he brought up various different things, but he was talking to people who were under the law who were under the old covenant. He was not talking to believers. This is not a, this isn't even a Christian talk. He's not trying to get Christians to believe something, but rather talking to Jews who were under the law, under the old covenant. And he goes on, So even so every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, again, he says, therefore, by their their fruits, you will know them. Without 
the context and without looking at what he's actually who he's actually talking about false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing but are actually ravenous wolves so they appear like sheep like innocent sheep but inside they're ravenous wolves that's who he's talking about here uh, he's not talking about you know well so i'll just say is give myself as an example this verse or this passage when it was taken out of context, and I didn't understand that it was taken out of context, it used to scare me because I thought, man, if I'm not bearing good fruit, the Lord's going to throw me away. He's going to gather me up and cut me down and throw me into a fire, and I'm going to be lost forever uh, because I'm not bearing good fruit. And so it was just part of the overall, my overall uh, outlook on my life in Christ was that I got to keep trying. I got to keep trying to to do the right things and not do the bad things. I got to bear good fruit, not bear bad fruit, so that I will not be cut down and thrown into a fire. (laughs) Because by my fruits, people will know me. And then he continues on with some other things here. But that was, that was, and I think that's the experience of a lot of believers. But the context here shows that he's, he's not talking about believers who sometimes do some bad things. He's talking about people who are intentionally false prophets. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? I I used to use a passage like this many years ago before I came to an understanding of the grace of God and and the new covenant of Jesus Christ. I would use a passage like this to prove, along with some other Bible verses out of context, and I would paste them all together, and I would use something like this to prove that you could lose your salvation. Mm -hmm. Um, Boy, I was stupid. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I'm just so dumb. Uh, well, we've frustrated all been there. with myself sometimes. But that was a long time ago, and there's still so much to learn, right? But um, to to come this far in this life uh, and and to begin to see things so differently is is just really a work of of the Holy Spirit in us, right? So so y- yes. So I think the emphasis here is. Obviously, false prophets is what Jesus is talking about here. He's not talking to us about us. <laughs> but the other emphasis here is their fruits, T-H-E-I-R. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? And that's where he says every good tree, every good tree will bear good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. Well, what's the difference between a good tree and a bad tree. Well, it's by the fruit. Well, (laughs) we're getting it backwards, putting the cart ahead of the horse again, turning it inside out, trying to go in through the outdoor. However you want to word it, we always seem to get this backwards when religion starts to take over. Uh, The big difference, from our perspective, the big difference between a good tree and a bad tree is one who is in Christ and, and one who is not. Yeah. Because if a good tree, one who is in Christ, will bear good fruit. It's the bad trees that don't. Um, They'll bear their own fruit, and it may look good to the eye, from a distance anyway. Oh, look at them. Look at the works they're doing. Hoo, hoo, hoo. And uh, it turns out just to be a a bowl of plastic fruit that nobody can taste or bite into and gain any benefit from. So Jesus goes on. So he says, therefore, by their fruits. You will know these false prophets. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father. Again, what's the will of God? 
that you would come to the knowledge of the truth in Jesus Christ. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? Those all sound like pretty good things to me. But he says, I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Then he goes on to say, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came in, the floods came, the winds blew, beat the house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who, who built his house on the sand. And when the rain and the floods and all that, the wind came and beat the house down, great was its fall. And so... Where are we at with this? A lot of people will, will take this out of context, too, and say, well, you got to do what Jesus said. Jesus said it right here. If you don't, uh, you're in big trouble. Your house is going to fall. But again, Joel, in, in the context of this and everything he said in the sermon, starting with Matthew 5, 6, up until now, which is often not taken into consideration when people start flipping these verses around, with all of that in mind, what is it that we're building our house on the rock? I mean, what what, it, what does that consist of? Hmm. Yeah. Let me back up just a second here because um, in verse... Beep, beep, oh. Beep. Is good. <laughs> well, this isn't a... Uh, I'm just in a car. I'm backing up. So not in a... Not in a it's not, like it's not a hybrid truck either. Or, huh? No. <laughs> it's, not, it's not rock and sand. No, the hybrid. Anyway, that's... <laughs> Many, many, so people will think that this is that Jesus is talking about believers here because many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? So how if how can it not be a believer if they're prophesying in his name? How can they cast out demons if not by Jesus? And how can they do many wonders? if not by him. Well, look throughout the Old Testament scriptures. Look throughout there. They prophesied. They cast out demons. They did many wonders. You can see all kinds of wonders being done there. So you don't have to be a believer in order to do these things. You can be a false prophet. You can be a false uh, person who is prophesying. You can be a false prophet. You can be a person who is casting out demons in his name, but not really by him. And doing all these wonders and not even really doing them by him. And he, so he, that's how he can declare to them, I never knew you. And just to back you up on that, think back to when uh, Moses went to Pharaoh and how the magicians yeah. of Pharaoh right. could do some of the same tricks, so to speak, that, that Moses was doing with, with his uh, staff. Right. So you see, you can see that you don't have to be a believer in order to do these things. You can be a false, you know, someone who is appearing as a nice sheep, a nice innocent sheep, but inwardly a ravenous wolf. And so, so yeah, if this person who does these things, uh, he hears these things and does them, he'll be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain descended, the floods came, the winds beat and blew on that house, but it didn't fall because it was founded on the rock. <laughs> And so people will say, so if you listen to what Jesus said here, you have to do it. And then and then you'll be on solid rock. Well, remember that earlier on in this, quote, sermon, Jesus said, you shall be perfect 
as your Father in heaven is perfect. And he said a whole bunch of things about how these, how people have to do certain things in order to be, you know, perfect like their Father in heaven is perfect. Look ahead also to Romans later on, the end of Romans 9 and the beginning of Romans 10, where it says that the Jews were seeking righteousness, but they hadn't found it because they were seeking it by the works of the law. And so many things that we find out later on that have to do with righteousness and have to do with being perfected that are actually based upon faith and belief, not upon what we actually do. And so if you listen to Jesus and you think to yourself, well, okay, I've, I've got to be perfect as the Father in heaven is perfect. I've got to be perfect like him. I've got to listen to these sayings of his, whether it's these in the Sermon on the Mount or whether it's other things that he said. And then if I just do the things that he said, then, uh, wow, I will be founded on the rock. And so, so uh, I'm getting somewhere with this, but just hold on a second, because we have been accused many times of running from the words of Jesus. Specifically, about 10 years ago, in a certain book, we were accused of running from the words of Jesus. But other people throughout the years will tell us, you're not listening to what Jesus said. You're, you're dismissing the words of Jesus. No, we're not. We're actually taking him very seriously here. And so what he goes on to say, everyone who hears these things of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came, the floods came, the wind blew and beat on that house, and great was its fall. So people will look at this and say, see, Jesus is saying that you, in order to be a house built on a rock, in order to build your house on the rock, you've got to do the things that Jesus was saying. Again, let's take a step back, look at the greater context of the New Covenant, and in the New Covenant, it's not the person who does all these things, it's the person who believes, who is justified, and who is made righteous. It's the person who tries to do these things, who tries to establish their righteousness based upon what they do. They end up being the ones who fall. They end up being the ones who are built on a sandy foundation. Why? Because nobody can do it. So Jesus, we're, again, we're, not, we're taking him seriously. He was saying, if you do these things, sure, you'll be like a house built on a rock. But the thing is, nobody does it. There is nobody who does it. If you read, go back and read the, the Matthew 5 through 7, and just ask yourself, how much of this stuff can I actually do? Can I actually do? I don't mean you know, read it and then and try to Christianize it and, and make it into something doable, but actually take him at his word of what he was saying. <laughs> Ask yourself, can I really do this? I've heard so many sermons and messages over the years where people go through the Sermon on the Mount and they just change everything that Jesus said to make it doable. But the things that Jesus said were not really doable. If you try to do them, you'll just find that you're on a sandy foundation. Well, there you go. Uh, that That is a, a great point. You know, Jesus uh, in this sermon said, uh, seek first. Again, talking to Jewish people uh, who were still under the law, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Mm-hmm. There's your solid foundation right there. Wrapping this up, Paul said in Galatians 5, if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is 
no law. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. So is fruit important? Are works an important component of the Christian life? I think they are, Mm -hmm. but not from the perspective of establishing your own righteousness. We don't produce the fruit. We're just branches plugged into the vine. Jesus is the vine. He's the fruit producer. We bear the fruit, and it's not ours. We have nothing to boast about. It's the fruit of the Spirit. So since we have been made alive by God's Spirit, let's walk by that Spirit and let's see that fruit of His manifested in our lives and and become available as as a testimony for others to see. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.